The following podcast is a Dear Media production. A Dear Media original podcast. What does an American look like? If you tell the story of America, whose story would it be? I'm Tracy Ellis Ross, and I want to share with you the America that I know. Inspired by the words of Langston Hughes, I Am America is a collection of untold stories that make up the complex and beautiful promise of our country. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Mariana, and welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. I am so excited for this episode. It is with Dr. Daniel Amen. He is incredible. I was so happy to hear from him. He's on a mission to end mental illness by creating a revolution in brain health. He is a physician and psychiatrist, and he is the founder of Amen Clinics. They have 10 locations across the U.S. And I actually want to go in and see him myself and get a brain scan for myself because he is just a wealth of knowledge. I could have kept recording on this episode forever and ever because we talk about anxiety, ADHD, brain health, supplements, things you should be doing for your brain every day, things that are hurting your brain every day that we might not even realize. I learned so much. So definitely like listen to this episode, save it, listen to it again, take notes, follow him for even more information because it was so helpful. And I think that you guys will find it really helpful too. He also has a new book that is coming out in March. I got a copy of it a little bit early and I've been reading it. It's called Change Your Brain Every Day. It's so easy to just digest these little pieces of information without being so overwhelming. We talk about that in the episode too. So you guys should definitely pre-order it because he's got a bunch of great goodies to go along with the new book. And if you are loving the episode or you're new to the podcast, be sure to subscribe because I've got new episodes every Tuesday and it would mean so much if you took a second to leave a five-star rating and review. Now let's hear from Dr. Amen. We know that we need to have a good, healthy brain, but how do you even know if your brain is healthy? How can we test for it? And how do we know something might be off? So you know something's off if your energy is off if your focus is off, if you're anxious, if you're sad, if you're not sleeping, all of those things are telltale signs that something may not quite be right with your brain. At our clinics, we have 11 clinics around the country. We look at the brain with a study called brain spect imaging and spect looks at blood flow and activity. And I can tell your brain is healthy or your brain is not healthy. And if it's not, then, you know, if it's healthy, we celebrate. If it's not healthy, we rehabilitate your brain. And that's so much fun for me, you know, change your brain every day, every day, your brain is getting better. It's getting worse, depending on what you're doing to it. You know, are you eating bad food? Are you drinking, smoking pot? Or Are you taking your supplements, exercising, eating right, not believing every stupid thing you think? I think it's so overwhelming for people too, because sometimes we think about our brain, but we're not really realizing how it relates to our body. And anxiety is a big one. And so I think sometimes we feel anxiety physically, but we don't realize that it's coming from something that's happening for us mentally, even though we feel the physical sensations of it. Well, and sometimes, you know, your brain and your body your mind and your body, they're always talking to each other. So if your gut's not right, you're going to be feeling more anxious. If your thyroid's not right, you're definitely going to be feeling more anxious. And so getting your body right helps your brain. But an interesting thing is your skin is 
actually the health of your skin is an outside reflection of the health of your brain. And so people go, oh, I don't want to do this or that. And I'm like, your skin will be prettier. Your nails will be, you know, thicker. Your hair will be better. And they go, okay, I'll do it (laughs) for your brain. Yeah, I think it's for your brain. And I think what happens too is like when you're younger, you're focused on the things that you can immediately see. And then as you get older, you're like, oh, I need to worry about my brain. But you don't want to wait until you're older to start taking care of like this most important part of our body that fuels everything. I found the younger generation is way more curious about brain health. And I have almost 2 million followers on TikTok, which blows my mind. But it's a younger audience. And I find that they're, my memory's no good, or I can't focus. And I don't want to take Adderall. What do I do? And it's, if, you know, how you prevent Alzheimer's disease is you start preventing it when you're 15. Oh, wow. You know, it's like, let's not think of it as then. And oh, by the way, if you get your brain better at 15, you're more likely to get into the college you want to get into. You're more likely to finish the college you got into. You're more likely to have a better relationship. I'm very hopeful from what I've seen with the younger generation. They just seem more curious. And at a younger age, what are this, some of the things that we can start immediately doing and implementing with our daily habits, the supplements we take, the foods that we're eating? Well, if we just go through the day, start your day with today is going to be a great day, just to direct your mind. When you come to a decision point in your day, is this good for my brain or bad for it? Know that every day you're making your brain better or worse. When you go to bed at night, go, what went well today? You know, too many people go to bed and they have no control over their minds. They just worry about the things that didn't go well, like direct your thoughts. And then ask yourself this question. If you had a $10 million racehorse, would you ever feed it junk food? Only if you were an idiot. Like you never feed that magnificent animal crap. I mean, unless you really were stupid. But aren't you worth so much more? And aren't you going to do so much more than race? We need to really focus on our diet. Would you get the racehorse drunk? No, you wouldn't get the racehorse drunk. Would you give the racehorse magic mushroom? No. (laughs) You wouldn't give the racehorse magic mushrooms to have some sort of epiphany. It's like, no, you would love it, nourish it, put it in the right environment so it could live up to its potential. I want you just to see yourself as valuable. Yeah. And I think it's so much about those daily habits. And it's something I incorporated into my life at my early 30s. I wish I would have done it earlier, but I like to start my day with gratitude and end my day with gratitude. And I feel like it really bookends my day with being like, I get to do these things today. And then at the end of the day, reflecting on my day of like, 
these were all the amazing things I had. And then another thing I started doing recently was a wins list. So every time there's a win that happens, I write it in a little list on my phone so I can go back and reflect on the positive things that happen. Because a lot of times we're like, oh, this week was stressful, all these bad things. But really reflecting on the positive things has been so helpful for me to go back and just seem not so stressed about everything else. I love that. And basically it's win or learn, win or learn, win or learn. So all the times that we feel like we failed, if we don't think of it as we failed, it's, oh, we learn, win or learn, win or learn. And so no matter what happens, we're okay because the things that didn't work out, well, what can I learn from it? And if you have that mindset of being curious about the down days rather than furious, you'll stay with the program. So I get at the end of every first appointment I have with a new patient, I show them this graph. I said, you know, when people come to see me, they're not doing great. That's why they came to see me. But you do what I say and you're going to get better. But nobody just gets better. You're better than you're not. You're better than you're not. You're better than not. Better And pretty soon you're in a completely different place. But that's because we learn from the down days what triggered that. Where was I in my cycle? What did I eat? What were my interactions like? Did I travel and did I have jet lag? All of these things contribute. So we win or we learn. Do you think it's important for us to then track our moods and everything daily so that we can look back on these habits? If mood's a problem for you, or if anxiety is a problem for you, or focus is a problem for you, keeping a daily journal where you rate on a scale of zero to 10, zero's awful, 10 is awesome. Just rate what you're struggling with and then do interventions. And I talk a lot about them in the book. You know, whether it's saffron or diaphragmatic breathing or exercising or, you know, eating in, you know, low glycemic, high fiber way, and then just see how you feel. And ultimately, you're taking the most important class on you. Let's take a quick break because I want to tell you about a little sale happening if you guys are looking for some new things for your home. So if you've always dreamed of cozying up to a good book on an armchair or you just want to get a better night's sleep, no matter the vision you have for your sanctuary, show it some love at Macy's Big Home Sale. They've got furniture, mattresses, and rugs for 10 to 65% off, which means you can refresh your space at any budget. Just check out Macy's.com and here are some of my favorites happening. When I'm on the sofa, one thing I always need is a cozy blanket. I just don't feel like myself if I'm just sitting on the couch and I don't have something to drape over. So if you're like me and you like something cozy on the sofa, there's a really beautiful throw from Morgan Home. Even travel items fall under the home sale. And one of the things that I can't travel without is packing cubes. And they have a set of six packing cubes on here. It's under $15 and I use these over and over again. If kitchen things are more for you, there is this really cute little mini waffle maker. I actually saw this going viral on TikTok a while ago. And people were making all these different things with like egg and cheese and waffles. And this is under $20. There's also a really beautiful stainless steel cookware set with seven pieces for the home. And there's also this really beautiful place setting. It comes with four pieces. It comes in pink black, blue, and green. So if you want aesthetic pastel things for your home, you might want to pick this up. 
There are so many things to pick up during the sale, big and small, from towels to sheets pillowcases and suitcases. One of my favorite things is an air fryer because I know I use this all the time. It really makes a great gift for others as well. So any of these things you might want to get are available during the Macy's home sale from now until February 14th. What are some of the things that we're doing daily that are the most hurtful to our brains that we might not even be realizing? I think sometimes people think, oh, it's just one drink a week or one drink a night. It's not so bad. Watching the news. If the brain sees negativity, it actually disrupts how it functions. And the news is based on scaring you, on making you sad, on making you upset, because then you'll stick with it and they'll sell more copper underwear or whatever they're selling. Alcohol, I'm just completely not a fan. I predict that in 20 years, people are going to think of alcohol like smoking. There's just too much research out that it's associated with cancer and bad decisions and anxiety and problems with sleep. I'm just not a fan. Why would you ever drink a disinfectant when you have a hundred trillion bugs in your gut? And we know alcohol kills bugs. My wife, who's a nurse, puts alcohol on your skin before she gives you a shot because it kills the bugs. And the microbiome people are talking a lot about you have a hundred trillion bugs in your gut. Let's not disrupt it with alcohol. And if um, you have been drinking and you want to reverse the things that you've done and any damage to your brain from drinking, is it reversible? It is. I mean, you know, it sort of depends on at what point do you get it? You know, the person who's got a, who's 85 and floridly demented, eh, it's probably not going to change. But the person who's 30, who's been drinking, say, for 12 years, if you do the right things, your brain can be better in a matter of months. Oh, wow. Do the right thing. I do a program on Instagram called Scan My Brain. In fact, we should have you. I think it'd be so much fun. And I did Troy Gloss, who was the World Series MVP in 2002, third baseman for the Angels. And he was drinking way too much. And his brain looked pretty bad, but he did everything I asked him to do. And two months later, he was remarkably better. When I scanned him, his brain was remarkably better every day. And it's sort of the point of change your brain every day. Every day, you're making decisions that make your brain better, or you're making decisions that make it worse. So two of the things were alcohol and news. What are some of the other things that are making it worse that we might not realize? Thrilling your brain to death. So social media and always looking for the next buzz on your phone, the next high, the next racy picture. All of those things are dumping dopamine. And there's a day in the book where I talk about drip dopamine. Don't dump it. So drugs, alcohol, pornography, scary movies, having an affair, fame, they all dump dopamine. And that's why with so many famous people end up abusing drugs and getting flat emotionally because it wore out the pleasure centers in their brain. So you want to drip dopamine and your practices of gratitude drip dopamine or a smile, a sunshine, a drive, be careful of going after the big experiences because what they do is they wear out 
your pleasure centers and look for the tiny, the micro moments of happiness. You know, what's the smallest thing that you did today that made you happy and start paying attention to that? Other habits, you know, probably one of the biggest negative habits is what products do you put on your body? And so there's an app I like called Think Dirty. It lets you scan your personal products. And for 50 years, I shaved with Barbasol. On a scale of one to 10, it's a nine. Now I shave with something called Kiss My Face. And it's a two. And it's actually not more expensive because it lasts forever. But even if it was more expensive, I love myself way too much than to poison myself. I have a mnemonic I talk a lot about in the book. It's actually a big part of the book called Bright Minds. You want to keep your brain healthy or rescue it. We have to prevent or treat the 11 major risk factors that steal your mind. So if I just think of some of the habits in there, B is blood flow, not exercising, not moving. That, that's one of the things. Retirement and aging, not learning. After you finish school, new learning is critical to keep your brain young. Inflammation, not flossing. That if you have gum disease, you have brain disease, you have heart disease. So making sure you take beautiful care of your mouth and your teeth. The G is genetics. Believing that your genes are destiny. I have obesity and heart disease in my family but I'm not overweight and I don't have heart disease. Why? I'm on a heart disease obesity prevention program every day of my life. So many people go, oh, I'm an alcoholic because it runs in my family. Well, if it runs in your family, you totally shouldn't be drinking, right? It's a reason not to drink rather than the excuse you give yourself to drink. Head trauma, really bad habit for your brain is texting while you're driving or while you're walking, because the instance of head injuries have gone way up. Toxins, thinking of marijuana as innocuous, it's not, or alcohol as a health food, it's complete, complete lie. Mental health would be believing every stupid thing you think. We're not good at correcting the negative thoughts that go through our heads. I is immunity and infections, not knowing your vitamin D level. Everybody I think should have a mid-range to high-range vitamin D level. Um, and is neurohormones, not testing them on a regular basis. D is diabetes, not paying attention to the calories and the quality of the calories you eat. And S is sleep, not turning off your blue lights at dark. When it gets dark, you should stop putting blue lights through your eyes. I like to dim all of my lights like when I go to bed and I, I took my aura ring off while recording, but I love my aura ring. I track my sleep every night and it's so important. And then the nights I have quality, restful sleep, I really just do feel like I think much better the next day. I'm much more clearer. And it I've really prioritized that the last few years. And it's reflected so much in the work that I do every day by prioritizing my sleep. You know, could be close to the single most important thing to do after loving your brain. But if you want to think better tomorrow, go to bed earlier tonight. 
Let's take a quick break to talk about Aura Ring. I wear it 24-7. If you watch my Instagram stories, you see any pictures, I always have it on. I love mine because a healthier life starts with a deeper understanding of your body from the inside out. Your body really has its own voice. You just have to listen. Aura Ring is wearable technology that lets you know what's happening on the inside and delivers personalized health insights to help you take positive steps forward in your health journey. So whether it's mental, physical, or emotional, we all benefit from more self-knowledge. Understanding your overall health is so essential, and Aura Ring helps you discover how your body is working. In this age, with so much of our lives being trackable, health monitoring technology is nothing new, but it only really works if you actually wear it. So to get the best results, rely on something you want to wear all the time. Aura Ring makes it simple. There's no straps, no screens, and no boxy designs. It's all you. And for me, people just are like, is that jewelry? They can't tell. And that's why I love it because it just like fits seamlessly into like what I'm already wearing day to day. The Aura Ring delivers accurate, personalized health insights, all from a comfortable to wear ring. During the day, their advanced sensor technology tracks heart rate, calories burned, and activity levels. And then at night, it monitors body temperature trends, sleep quality, respiratory rate, and more. You receive personalized data in the Aura app, and that's what I do the first thing when I wake up every morning is check my sleep score so you can work on building better habits and living your best life. The Aura ring is easy to wear, water-resistant, and one small ring could make a world of difference in your health. Visit AuraRing.com slash LWM to find the right ring for you and get $15 off your purchase. That's AuraRing.com slash LWM. Don't forget to use our link to save $15 off your Aura ring. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about ADD because I like a lot of the information that you share because there are really great actionable tips that we can do that aren't medication. So how do we know that we might have ADD? What are some of the symptoms and what can we do for it that's not medication? So ADD is very common. It affects about 10% of the population. And it's not you have these symptoms in the moment. All of us have these symptoms in the moment. It's, are they the story of your life? So there are five primary symptoms, short attention span. It's called attention deficit disorder, short attention span. But that one will fool you because it's not for everything. It's short attention span for regular routine, everyday things, schoolwork, homework, paperwork, chores, the things that make life work. For things that have their own intrinsic dopamine, things that are new, things that are novel, things that are highly stimulating or frightening, people with ADD can pay attention to those just fine. So it's short attention span for regular things over the course of your life, right? Not when you're just going through a hard season. Easily distracted. You see too much. You hear too much. You smell too much. You sense too much. It's your brain cannot block out extraneous stimuli. And so the distraction leads to a short attention span. You tend to be disorganized for space. You tend to organize by the pile system, pile here, pile there, pile, pile everywhere. And you're late because you actually don't start getting ready to go until you're like, oh my God, I'm late. Procrastinate, put things off until someone's mad at you. And you can struggle with restlessness or impulse control. Like you say things you probably shouldn't say or do things probably shouldn't do. And if you have that cluster of symptoms over a long period of time, odds are you have lower activity in the front part of your brain, stimulants like Ritalin, activate it and can really help. 
But what can you do if you don't want to take a stimulant? You can exercise intense hit training. High intensity training can help boost dopamine. You can be in a job you love and have someone like a lot of CEOs have ADD. And I'm like, please don't hire an ADD assistant. Bad, bad combination. So hire somebody who's a little bit anxious and a little OCD and they will follow up for you. So the environment is super important. Some supplements like tyrosine can help. I like rhodiola, ashwagandha, ginseng, choline. Those can help as well. Magnesium can help. And being in a job you love or being in a career you love because new love is a drug. If you like hate numbers, but you like my dad's an accountant, I have to be an accountant, you need drugs in order to be able to do that job. But if you're like, no, I love making movies and you can find a way to make money at it, you're going to need less medicine because you love. I think that's really helpful because I think there's a lot of, I, I sometimes feel like it for myself, like, oh, do I just not enjoying this task? And for me, something that's really helpful is having someone present with me. So it's like body doubling. So if I'm doing a task, I don't enjoy like chores or cleaning. If someone's just present, it really helps me complete the task and stay a little bit more focused. Yeah. And that's where it's win or learn. You know, it's like when I'm with someone, I get these things done. And when I'm not, I don't. So rather than beat yourself up, you learn your pattern and you just feed the pattern. If someone was listening to that and they think they might have ADHD based on some of the things you said, how can they go and get that tested for themselves? You know, I have an online quiz that'll give them a sense. And, you know, I've also discovered ADD is not one thing. It's at least seven different things. So know what type of ADD you have, addtypetest.com. Everybody can go to brain health assessment and know your brain type. It's another thing I talk about in the book. It's everybody's different. Know what type you have because that'll lead you to the right strategies, the right supplements for your brain. I wrote a whole book on ADD called Healing ADD that is very helpful. And I funny, I, I love that book too, but I start the book with, I know you're not going to read this book. Just read the first five pages. I tried to like pack the first five pages with, you know, the most helpful tips. And then, you know, for those who love people with ADD, they'll read the rest. I love that. I have to pick that one up. Another thing I want to talk about is anxiety. And I know a lot of the brain health in general, exercise, eating well, limiting sugar, those things can all be helpful for our anxiety. But what else can we do? Like, how can we help ourselves every day to be less anxious? Well, so think four things. And, you know, we'll do this in the context of somebody who has panic disorder, but it applies to everybody with anxiety. So if you have a panic attack, like you're at a party and your heart starts racing, don't leave. Don't let the anxiety dictate your life. Because as soon as you leave, you're a victim of the anxiety and it will control you. So first thing, don't leave. Second thing, breathe with your belly. 
a very specific breathing pattern. And I, I think everybody should do this for like three minutes a day. And I have an app called Happy HAPI Brain where we actually have a breathing pacer. And four seconds in, hold it for a second and a half. Eight seconds out, hold it for a second and a half. That's a 15 second breath. And try to breathe mostly diaphragmatically. So when you breathe in, let your belly come out. If you ever watch a baby breathe or a puppy breathe, they breathe almost exclusively with their bellies. And so when you breathe in, let your belly come out four seconds, hold it for a second and a half. Slowly exhale, bring your belly in and eight seconds, hold it for a second and a half. Do that four times, panic will go away. It's miraculous how the panic attack will go away. You don't need a Xanax. So first thing is don't leave. Second thing is breathe with your belly. 15 second breath. Third thing is start writing down what you're thinking because thoughts create feelings. Feelings create behaviors. Behaviors create the outcomes in your life. So if you're anxious, you have to go after your thoughts. And I call them ants, automatic negative thoughts thoughts that come into your mind automatically and ruin your day. And thoughts lie. They lie a lie. They may not even be yours. They may be from your father, from your grandmother. You know, trauma actually gets written into our genetic code. And, you know, we may be anxious all of a sudden when 19, and it has nothing to do with us. It had to do with your grandfather lost his brother in a train accident and that got programmed into your genes. It's fascinating. But I have my patients write down a hundred of their worst thoughts. And then I have them go through each of them with these five questions. Is it true? Is it absolutely true? How does the thought make you feel? How would you feel without the thought? And then my favorite part, do you have a bad thought that we could work on a little bit? I have a lot of health anxiety. So if something's wrong, I'll just think the worst. And then sometimes I'm trying not to Google it because I Google my symptoms. And then I like think like, oh my God, I'm, this thing is going to happen to me. Okay. So let's go with, I'm going to die. <laughs> yes. Is that true? Someday. Okay. But not today. hmm I always like the Indian phrase, today is not a good day to die. (laughs) Is it absolutely true you're going to prematurely die? Because that's your worry, right? Yeah, I hope not. Yeah, no, it's not absolutely true. How does the thought make you feel? Anxious. Sad, panicky, bad. You suffer. How would you feel without the thought? Great, happy, calm. So we take the original thought, I'm going to die prematurely. We turn it to the opposite. I'm not going to die prematurely. And then we go, is that true? And then you meditate on that. And what you find, if you do this often enough, you will develop a pathway in your brain to correct 
the little lies, I call them ants, the automatic negative thoughts. And then pretty soon you live with peace. I think that's such a good exercise, whether it's anxiety or not, because I was going to ask around if we're just feeling stressed in our day, how to turn our day around if you're in a bad mood and you just want to instantly feel happier. And I think that exercise is one of the things you could probably do. Is there anything else? Well, so don't leave, breathe. Don't believe every stupid thing you think. Direct your thoughts. Hypnosis, I'm a huge fan. Meditation, brain-enhancing music, and supplements. Like I'm a big fan of theamine for anxiety or magnesium or ashwagandha, GABA. I would just try different supplements until you get the right ones. Stay away from benzos. They're damaging to the brain not to mention they're addictive. Once you start them, you may not stop them. And if you're chronically anxious and you don't know why, check your thyroid. Sometimes your thyroid's working too hard. Sometimes you had a lot of ear infections as a child and you were on a lot of antibiotics and taking probiotics can actually help rebalance your gut health. Wow. So many benefits for probiotics. I I think a lot of people start taking them now, but the fact that like the gut health can lead to brain health can lead to how you feel and your skin. I feel like so much of it starts in the stomach. So much. Yeah. They're connected. Your brain and your gut are totally connected. A question I had too is there's some things that maybe are genetic, like if a family member has dementia or Alzheimer's and you want to start working on something now to improve your memory as you go on in time, even knowing that maybe somebody in your family has something, is there anything or what should we start doing now to help improve our memory as we age? So 85, if you are blessed to live to 85, you have a 50% chance of being diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. Everybody should be on an Alzheimer's prevention program their whole life. Wow. And if you want to keep your brain healthy or rescue it, we have to prevent or treat the 11 major risk factors. And I talked about them earlier, you know, bright minds from blood flow, low blood flow is the number one brain imaging predictor of Alzheimer's disease, critical to keep your blood vessels healthy, which is why, you know, I was on a bike for an hour this morning. It's just, I do that because I love myself, because I love my kids. I never want to be a burden to them. And I damn sure never want to have to live with them. It's like, no, (laughs) no. And then for exercise, and even if you're a little bit older, you're never too old to start implementing some of these things. Well, you can always do it safely, but absolutely not. I have a fun story about my dad. So my dad and I had a complicated relationship. He was mostly gone working when I was growing up. So we weren't close at all. And then I told him I want to be a psychiatrist. And he asked me why I didn't want to be a real doctor. So I mean, it wasn't a great relationship. And then I got healthy. It's like, you take care of nuts. Now you're a health nut. So that was the kind of relationship we had. But when he was 85, and he always used to say, I don't get heart attacks, I give them. I mean, so you got a little flavor for my dad, but he had mold in his house when he was 85 and then developed a chronic cough and then a heart arrhythmia and then depression. And one day I went over his house and I looked at him and he's like, I'm sick of being sick. 
what do you want me to do? And the only reason he asked me was I lived the message of health. And I'm like, okay, here's all the things I want you to do. And he's so stubborn. He just did them all. And we would work out together. And he was a beast. Like he's so stubborn. He could do a six minute plank. And after like three minutes, I'm dying. And so he's 85 and lost 40 pounds over the next six months, went back to work, was completely happy and healthy. And yeah, it's never too late. Wow. I love that story. And my dad is also 85 and he is so young in his mind. And I think it's because he golfs a few days a week. He goes dancing. He does the crossword every single day. He reads a couple books a week. He knows how to FaceTime and use Instagram and all of these things. And so it's so incredible that I I see him and I see other people who live in his his neighborhood that are the same age as him. And I can see, and it's like the best hindsight for myself, what being active in your body and mind can do for you over decades versus the people who think that they're old and act like they're old and how they look and feel much older than my dad does, even though he might be older than them. And so it's been great for me to see, like, if you really take care of yourself for decades, when you're older, you can still feel really young. Well, and some people will go, oh, that's too much work. And I can just guarantee you not having access to your own good mind is more work or being sick is more work, right? There's always the pain of regret or the pain of discipline. And I'm taking the pain of discipline. I think that's such a good lesson, especially as I have so many younger listeners now who are really taking so much care of their health. And I really do agree with you that this generation is so mindful of their mental health, their physical health, their well-being. I see so many people now that are either sober curious or just choose not to drink. And it's not that they were ever alcoholics or had a drinking problem. They just know it doesn't make me feel great. And I know it's not good for me. So I'm not going to even start engaging in these things. I think, and it's going to start with your, with the younger generation now, that alcohol is going to be like cigarettes. That if you drink, people are going to look at you and go, really? Like, what's the matter with you? When And when I grew up, everybody smoked. I mean, I didn't because it tasted awful and smelled terrible. But And I, I never want a chemical controlling me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound appealing. Yeah, I think a lot of people think too, like, oh, I'm just going to have a drink at night to help me go to sleep. But then that's not helping your sleep at all. Right. And if they had Nora ring they would know their REM sleep is less when mm-hmm. they drink. So the most healing sleep is less when they drink. And what do you think about caffeine the next day? Do you like coffee, not like coffee, limited amounts? Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. You know, it has some studies that show some benefits, but you can get those same benefits without it. If you're going to have coffee or if you're going to have caffeine, I'd rather you do it with green tea. It's actually what I have because the theanine helps to counterbalance it. I think less is better. Okay. I have a lot of expecting moms or, you know, women who might be expecting in the future. Is there anything or any supplements we can be doing while expecting for the best brain health for our babies? Omega-3 fatty acids, real important. Of course, B vitamins are critical, but omega-3 fatty acids and know and optimize your vitamin D level. Because people who have low levels actually have smaller brains. Oh, wow. I want to talk about the book that's behind you because I got a copy of it myself. So tell me a little bit about this one. 
Well, of the 40 or so books I've written, this is my favorite because I think of it as the most important things I've ever said over my 40-year career. And the idea it's based on is super simple. Brain and mental health are daily practices. If we want to end the whole idea of mental illness, we have to get healthy brains. If your brain works right, you work right. But there's sort of a lot to do. And I put it in snackable content with fun stories and one simple thing to do every day. Like one of my tiny habits is when you come to a decision point in your day, just ask yourself, is this good for your brain or bad for it? Like this interview, I get to meet someone new who's passionate, like I'm passionate. It's totally good for my brain. Amazing. And I love it because it's so easy to do. They're broken up by days. So in the morning, what I do is I wake up, I meditate, and then I open the book and it's just easy. I read a page and then there's usually some action item at the end. And it's so easy to apply to my life without seeming so overwhelming. And I feel like so many of the stories I relate to. And so thank you so much for writing this and sharing this with us. Thank you so much. And when does the book come out? It comes out March 21st. And if people pre-order it. We actually have four free things for them because I'm always trying to get brain health in as many lives as I can, including a year subscription to BrainFit Life, our online program, where they can test their brain. You know, the brain is one of the only organs that most doctors never screen. When I turned 50, my doctor wanted me to have a colonoscopy. I asked him why he didn't want to look at my brain. Wasn't the other end just as important? And they also would send them a bottle of Calm My Brain, one of my favorite supplements for anxiety, one of my wife's cookbooks, and our 28-day quick start challenge where I filmed 28 videos based on the book and like, come on, let's get started five to seven minutes a day. I could ask you a million more questions. If everyone wants to find the information to take the quiz or find you or be able to book a spec scan, where can we find all of the information? Amenclinics.com. So amen, like the last word in a prayer, clinics.com. We also have a pre-order campaign for Change Your Brain Every Day. If you go to changeyourbraineveryday.com, they can learn more about it. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.